right. Okay, so let's roll. Good morning, everybody. This is our first adventure into recording some content. I am joined today by husband, father, strength and conditioning coach, barbell club owner, national masters, weightlifter, CrossFit coach, affiliate owner, that's the fun one, bagman to nine times games athlete, Janet Black, and all around good man, William Black. Welcome to the Black Wolf Podcast. Will, we are here today um, to get to know Will, of course, but first and foremost, we want to get the important thing out of the way before we go off the rails Next Saturday, so we are looking at the week before Thanksgiving. That's where we're sitting right now. The weekend of Thanksgiving, we'll be here on Saturday for the Black Label Barbell Holiday Liftoff. And that's going to take place here. Black Label Barbell is Will's Barbell Club and the club under which he lifts at such a high level. What a talented man. So, Will, this Saturday, I'm sorry, next Saturday, the Holiday Liftoff, we have two divisions or two uh, sessions, a male and a female. That's correct. This is an opportunity, and I think the the most important thing we're trying to get out there is, yes, absolutely, if you have uh, confidence on the platform and you are a, a veteran weightlifter, come on out. It's great to see people who have experience out on the platform, but primarily we are looking at people that may have shown interest in the sport of weightlifting or um, a propensity towards getting great at specific lifts. And we want to take the pressure off, no singlets required, just a chance to come out on a Saturday and have a good time. That is correct. Lifting heavy weights uh, needs to be celebrated, and so this is a great opportunity for anyone that wants to dabble, put their toe into the pool of weightlifting without any stress of having to get a membership or uh, being designated with a club or affiliated with a club, but just a, a good time to throw some heavy weights around. Absolutely, and, and and Black Wolf ourselves, we've, I do not believe, and I could be wrong, because of course we have your weightlifting athlete, Kate, as our CrossFit coach, so of course she has lifted on a very high level, um, but I'm not entirely sure in the seven years of Black Wolf that we have ever had an athlete on a platform. We've had coaches in the past, long, long time ago, uh, Aurelia Pena lifted <laughs> while she was coaching for us, um, and I believe maybe we've had a few others. But not many, if any. And so this is exciting because we'll be able to get a few of our athletes for the first time out there. Absolutely. Who you've begun to work with. So what can these athletes expect? And, and I know for me, a little um, uh, difficulty embracing new social interactions. Uh, the more that I know, the more confident I am showing up. True so story. Can you paint a picture for what they may expect on, on the day of the event? Uh, on the day uh – be expecting a uh, high-energy environment with uh, a community of weightlifters. Uh, we're looking to bridge a gap between functional fitness, weightlifting. It's fantastic. Uh, and again, weightlifting needs to be celebrated. So uh, the environment itself is non-aggressive. Very opening, welcome. Uh, it, it's just weightlifters and soon-to-be weightlifters an opportunity to strut their stuff if you will um we're gonna change the paradigm a little bit in terms of it's not going to be as stringent as a sanctioned event uh you'd mentioned before uh having a membership being affiliated with a club none of that really matters or having to wear a singlet sometimes 
there are some trepidations about putting on the same Having weight. to hit weight classes, <laughs> cutting weight before the event, and worrying about that, knowing yeah. that your total changes yeah. if you're a heavier weight or a lower weight. The Correct. stress that weightlifters have to deal with, which is what makes the sport absolutely incredible that someone can get out on the platform and do yeah. well. Because just like a fight, there's so much that took place before. So much that took place before. So we're removing all of that. All of that headache and stress is gone. No weigh-ins, no singlet, just a, a great opportunity to showcase your, your barbell. Yes, and I, and I think that's why I'm, I'm very excited to have this taking place here because that's largely how we approach our invitation to take part in any sort of workout. It's not about you being great at it, whether that's being great at it now because you may be great at it in the future, or maybe you're never going to be great at it. Maybe it's just something that we show that is accessible to anyone, and it's something that you can now find joy in doing and participating in without those pressures. And then we do hope that maybe someone kind of gets the bug and gets the itch to continue to pursue this to maybe step onto the platform at a sanctioned meet there you um, go. in the future. And so I, I think this is a, a very, very good opportunity. So the, the format's going to be there is registration open right now. And that registration uh, will allow you to send us a loose idea of where your lifts land. And that is correct. And that is important because unlike a regular meet, we aren't doing weight classes. Correct. So it's going to be safe for all the females. Right. We're going to just make jumps. And as soon as your jump is on the bar, you're going to be in line. Is that the format that we're going to use here? Absolutely. So the, oppor or the athlete will have the opportunity to warm up. And uh, they will, during registration, put out their per perspective lifts. Uh, as the bar reaches that lift, their name will be called. They'll take their uh, attempt, uh, good or bad, and then uh, the bar will increase. Or in this scenario, because it's not a sanctioned meet, we may we may give the uh, the lifter another opportunity, another crack at it, um, because it may be really close and just need a little bit more motivation or more chalk to uh, get that bar to the uh, the, the upright. Um, so, yeah, that it's uh, definitely going to be a, a little bit more lax, a little bit more chilled environment. But, again, high energy, fun, fun for all. I think that's awesome. That actually brings me to if you have never been to a meet, how many attempts do I get? In your snatch, that will be your first lift up, you're going to get three attempts. So let's say, Ben, uh, you put down 135 for your first snatch. And let's say it's a successful lift. Uh, the automatic increase would probably be 136. Um, and then you'll take that attempt. And if it's a miss, then you can take the third attempt at 136, or you could bump your weight up. Um, so you get three attempts for your, your snatch and then three attempts for your clean and jerk. Six lifts total. Uh, like I said, you know, during this uh, event, there may be seven lifts <laughs> added to the uh, to the lifters uh, uh, card. I will follow the uh, the federation guidelines by giving the athlete a two minute clock if okay. they're following themselves, a one minute clock if it's all going to plan. Um, but there will be that sixty second window of opportunity to pull the bar from the floor. Right, and then basically. Once you've gone through your three, there may be someone stronger that's going to continue to go. 
normally the session will focus on that single lift all the way through, so everybody will snatch their three attempts. That's correct. Then there's a little bit of a halftime show of changing the bar back, whether it's going back down for someone's first attempt at the clean and jerk or depending on the group, I guess it could stay the same or go heavier. And then you basically go back through the same routine with an entirely separate lift. Correct. Now the order of athlete may change due to the weight of the bar. Are we having three judges? Yes, we'll have three judges, a center judge, and then a judge to the right, judge to the left of the platform for angles of, uh, of view. Um, and then this is always good for critiquing athletes that are looking yes. to get into it. So as we move along, um, there will be three judges. There will be, um, again, those critiques to if there's a press out or not press out. But all of this will be covered in the beginning of the session sure. so that everybody is on the same page and understands exactly what we're doing. Yeah, so I think, I think that's all you would really need to know. And so the beauty of weightlifting is not just that these movements – are so gorgeous to watch when they're executed well. Such a fine balance behind between like violent execution and, and graceful coordination. And, and I think that that is why um, things like CrossFit have adopted weightlifting. The idea that it's a new challenge and, and here at Black Wolf, like if you came in and said, I never want to snatch, that's fine. But why I would encourage you to snatch is not because I think it's the end all be all. But I do believe that everybody should be able to coordinate their body through space to be able to hit extension and then pull yourself under that bar in a graceful motion. Absolutely. Even with a PVC or an empty barbell. Absolutely. I don't think it needs to be 135. I don't think it has to be 225, 315. But you cannot tell me that you're going to say, I'm a functional human and I cannot do this. <laughs> that is correct. Okay? That's that is the correct. Thing. And I think we lose that. And I do think CrossFit has lost that at times. It has become about the weight or the reps or whatever. And so, of course, there's criticism that has grounds. But why I love it and why I love to watch it and why I love what you're creating here and giving the opportunity for others to participate in is because the nuance of the lifts, but the work it takes to truly master or get close to mastering or be even on just the beginning of the path towards mastery. Let's get into how you found it. I think that will give us some insight and then you can kind of fill us in on your what you love about weightlifting. You're a strength and conditioning specialist or coach by trade, yes? That is correct. And then if we add all the years of experience together, you've been coaching for like 72 years. Right? <laughs> That's it. 72 years. Uh, I'm feeling great about it. Yeah, 25. 25 in the realm of uh, fitness. I do feel like there's SNC coaches that like they add seasons together that were in the same year and they count them as two years. Like. <laughs> You'll get a 28-year-old SNC specialist. Like, I've been coaching for 30 years. Like, uh, yeah, 30, that math does 30. not add up. But anyways, continue. <laughs> he said, I do arrive at 72. Um, yeah, I I started um, with University of Texas uh, spring of 98. And that, you know, has taken me through all my adventures uh, e in the realm of uh, – wellness and fitness was that um, volunteer assistant what was the the first role what kind of got you going there uh man funny story um without chewing up a lot of your time but a funny story i worked for um a fitness equipment retailer out of austin uh i wasn't supposed to be there as my day off supervisor called and said hey i'm a man short i need you to come in and watch the storefront all right no problem but i gotta be out of there at whatever you know time uh, and so sure enough, as I'm holding down the fort, uh, in walks Jeff Madden of 
Mad Dog Madden? Was that That is name? correct. Yes. My father's a big fan. There you big, go. Big fan. Uh, he and Coach Brown were at uh, North Carolina, and then, uh, man, by the grace of God, they uh, made their way to Austin. And sure enough, he and his wife had walked into our store, um, and the commercial sales rep that was working with them asked me to kind of babysit the wife while they were talking shop and whatnot. And so as I spent time talking with her, she was enamored by my depth of knowledge of the equipment and, uh, you know, just the talk of fitness and such that she says, you need to talk to my husband. And I said, well, I know who your husband is and I'm a big fan and he's probably, you know, gets these emails and phone calls and, you know, people in his face all the time. I'm just a, you know, brand new uh, certified strength and conditioning coach. He's not going to talk to me. Well, lo and behold, uh, after having a 30 minute conversation with him, he tells me to show up at his office with my resume. And uh, man, that was my foot in the door opportunity. And so uh, from there, I spent my time soaking up information, uh, learning from some of the best coaches in the nation, uh, from you know the basics of uh, 100 meter dash to Olympic lifting. Um, from that moment of being in that environment, I had the privilege to um, be in the midst of Angel Spazov. Now, those of you in the Olympic lifting world will know who Angel Spazov is, fantastic uh, Bulgarian weightlifter, uh, and then Bulgarian weightlifting coach, uh, who took it upon himself to take me under his wing, um, kind of by force, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, so I spent time working with him on Olympic lifting and fell in love with Olympic lifting. That's awesome. So that's, I'm sorry. I, I was not aware of these answers, but we're not going to dig in now, but we may dig in at a later date on those things. Cause both of those are incredible points that Absolutely. deserve more attention. Um, was that still you in Austin with Spazov? Are you still there? Yes. So Angel Spazov was the head of Olympic sports for the university of Texas okay. in their strength department. And uh, so I spent 98 through 2000 working under Coach Spazoff and Coach Hooten. Uh, after uh, Coach Spazoff left University of Texas, uh, I then fell under direction of Lance Hooten, who then <clears throat> took me through the American-style weightlifting uh, track. From there, I met... Um, Ursula Garza. Yes. And Ursula Garza from 2000, 2001 through current was my lead in developing my coaching uh, depth. Um, I used uh, Ursula as my art of coaching mentor. Uh, from there, she was my L1 with USAW. Uh, instructor, and then also my uh, level two through USAW, uh, also under uh, Ursula. So those three uh, tabs of uh, coaching are built around Ursula's velocities and uh, principles of training, uh, and then putting my 
spin of strength and conditioning into the programming that I provide for my lifters. Um, and man, we making things happen. I was fortunate enough to meet <clears throat> Ursula in 2011. She had a good relationship with the, uh, the affiliate owner I worked under over at CrossFit 1525. And, and then since then, watching her experiences with IWF, International Weightlifting Federation. That is correct. Both the good experiences and the bad experiences, but right. she is fighting the good fight. And we're very fortunate. I mean, America, recently it's changed. Uh, however, you know, we weren't. In my time, the last 20 years, we have not been known as a powerhouse at the Olympic level of uh, as a weightlifting powerhouse. That's correct. And it feels like Ursula has really been working hard to help position us that way. And I feel as though that's begun to shift. And, and this probably shouldn't be a conversation about our international prospects, but I do feel like things have changed both in – the anti-doping stuff that we're trying to get through, True. getting corruption out of the IWF, or kind True. of sorting those things out, and and she's, I'm, I'm grateful to have her, kind of fighting for everyone, really. Right. Um, and then not to mention, like she'll occasionally share photos, and I feel like a few videos of her lifting in the past. Yes. Incredible athlete herself, and and still is. I mean, when she did the seminars and. 2011-12, yeah, a lot of PVC, but like she would still get under the bar and be like, "This how you do it?" Like, whoa. <laughs> Whoa, did you go under the blouse fast? <laughs> she has no reserve of uh, putting her expertise in the, the physical to uh, let you know exactly what you need to be doing. <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. So when <clears> – <throat> what brought you to Houston? I mean, was that – was it Janet? We have not not brought up uh, nine times games athlete. Well, we did in the intro, but the incredible <laughs> superwoman uh, and teacher and all around amazing and just incredible. All around amazing. Um, mom, teacher, wife, athlete, all the things. Uh, was it y'all – was it her bringing you to Houston? How did you land here or in the Houston – greater Houston area? There you go. Uh, we, we moved – she and I moved to Houston 2003 – and um, a buddy of mine from high school uh, said he wanted to get involved in the Houston fitness market. And sure enough, we packed up our wagon and, and, and moved on out. Um, we were the training department for it was a powerhouse franchise that was in Missouri City. What was powerhouse? It, it was, uh, if you want to, let's use a, a buzz buzzword, uh, Globo Gym, <laughs> buzz phrase, if you will, Globo Gym, uh, you know, a family fitness, uh, you know, environment facility, okay. things of that nature. So we were there, fitness department. Between her and I, we did the the training and you know kept the shop clean and organized, things of that nature. And it was probably. 2011 that uh, I had brought it to Janet's attention that there was a CrossFit facility near our powerhouse gym. She was at that stage where she's like, I need something a little bit more, this and that, this and that. And, you know, keep in mind up in this time, we were doing our, our functional fitness before it was called CrossFit. Sure. Uh, all of our accessory work was, you know, athletic and dynamic. We were still uh, Olympic lifting. We were, you know, uh, toying around with kegs and battle ropes and sledgehammers. All this before the the, the term CrossFit had made it to the market. Um, but 2011, um, she had, you know, I need something spicy. So I 
brought it to our attention that there was a CrossFit facility uh, near our location. Which one was it? This was Atomic CrossFit. Yes. Grace uh, and back then Jim Kelly. Jim and Kelly, Grace, and three or four of them. Yeah, there was a couple more. And oh, so, so the hammer and chisel every year still going strong. Just still out of this going past weekend, strong. great showing. I've competed in it three or four times. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I know Grace is not involved or directly involved as much anymore there, right. especially as now she's the affiliate rep for this region. For the region, but Atomic is one of the OGs. Been oh, around from gee. back in the day, like Bayou City Champions, Houston. Yes. Um, no, Atomic down in Stafford, Texas, officially. Yes, what a place. What a place. Sorry, it's fantastic. Continue. No worries, no worries. Great place to start. <clears throat> I mean, if you're getting in, man. Like, is it back, it's back then and still, they have staying power. Like, yeah. there's, there's to last this long, it, it, it's a testament. But they, yeah, and I would imagine, I'm about to learn that Janet was a part of that kind of initial surge into regional team yes. and competitive training and all oh, those absolutely. things. Oh, um, absolutely. So that's what brought us to Houston and uh, kind of spearheaded those uh, if you want to call it functional fitness path cutting tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you bring up a great point. And again, something we'll discuss at a later date because I'm always fascinated with what is the view? What was your view of CrossFit and how did it compare to what your methodology was at the time? And a lot of times it was very similar because and my big criticism of Trolls is like, <laughs> you didn't invent anything new. It's like, well, they didn't say they invented something new. Correct. They just were better at popularizing it. You look, know? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in a beautiful package, give you a couple sexy bodies to look at. Well, and that's the part. I think, Boom. I do think there was a lot of luck back in 2001 that he landed with the right group because oh I think investing in the first responder military community was very smart. Super um, smart. And then what you just said, you know, when I, um, when I watch a video of the Nasty Girls, yeah. I don't hate what I'm watching. <laughs> Not going to turn it off. On many levels. <laughs> Athletically, the performance is incredible, and they're incredibly fit. And you're going, this is double win. So, yes. uh, you know, I remember they would strap a – I don't think we had GoPros back on, but Miranda Oldroyd was my CrossFit crush right when all this started, and grainy footage on main site and all those things. Yes. Um, and I already told you, like, Lindsey Smith, who I got to meet at, uh, at my level one. And so they were very smart about how they did it. And But, again, like, and we don't need to speak a lot about Glassman, but he was very – I didn't invent anything. All I, and I think his quote is, the only thing I invented – was that doing curls and eating pretzels was not the way to get healthy. He said something along those lines. <laughs> yes. Which sounds silly now, but like that was kind of what some people were doing. They're going to the gym and doing curls, and then pretzels were a healthy snack um, because I guess we were against the fats, like the trans fats that's that it. maybe would have been in chips versus pretzels. But right. that's an absurd statement. Now. Like, what? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. But I, I believe that's his quote in terms of what did I actually invent. I didn't invent anything. Nothing. Um, but that being said, as a – practitioner already in the field it can feel a little bit weird that someone has now found a way to market what you are already doing and you may feel you're already doing with more intention because then once that came out i could set up shop right next to you yeah not have the experience correct and just be like well i saw a snatch one so it looks like this yeah and i'm gonna pair it with this movement erroneously i have no idea why no idea why but now let's go do a workout and that, go. you know even to this day you still see it but not as much it's i, I believe i choose to believe standard and CrossFit has, has, has been raised over yeah. the last few years. Okay. So, I mean, that, that gets you into CrossFit since then. 
Uh, you've been a, a fantastic coach, head coach, running the show many places uh, without, I'll say, the shine of being the owner, but I also will <laughs> say without like having it hanging around your neck and trying yeah, to yeah, kill yeah. you as it's done me many times. There you go. Um, and you've been all over the greater Houston metropolitan area. Yes, indeed. And now you are, and of course, only you would have it this way, coaching on the north side of Houston and the south side of Houston at this very same time. <laughs> so if you ever find yourself in Pearland, Texas, Cosmic CrossFit is Will's other home, and he would love to see you uh, down there. But if you're on the north side of Houston, Black Wolf CrossFit here on Cross Timbers at Shepherd uh, is where you will find him, especially yes. on Tuesday, Thursday mornings. So... Huh. That was a lot. That's it. Um, I do think we'll get in a lot more details on this. I, I think that today was a great day just to sit down and get to know you a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I think we can end on maybe a little bit more fun stuff here to wrap up before the awesome 830 begins to pull in. So let's start with the CrossFit side. We already talked about this before. Prepped you a little bit. Yep. Uh, favorite OG girl wad is... Fran. Because it was the first time, like kind of your introduction to the actual CrossFit, like what was separate, and then it smokes you. It was it the typical story? Like I thought it was going to be easy, and then it wasn't? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I, really, I really underestimated it simply because up until this point, um, I didn't pair a lot of my movements. Sure. Okay. So uh, as a weightlifter, I have a tremendous amount of accessory work, just like you mentioned before. Uh, I got my squats, I got my lunges, I got my pull-ups, I've got my dumbbells, I mean, all the different things. But when I took my L1 and we did Fran. Yes. Wait, for those that don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think they do this anymore. They don't. I th was it was like four or five years ago they stopped? Four or five years ago they stopped doing Fran as the, uh, call it the bookend of the, of the weekend. Sure. Uh, there were a lot of people. Um, See, we did it on Saturday night. Okay. So we did it day one. Day one. End of day one. Correct. Because I was at CrossFit Strong in Dallas. Okay. And they had that giant, the big giant rig. space. And the rig big. was like all the way down. You had to, you had to take a right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an old distribution center, I believe. And we did it Saturday. Uh-huh. And I did not know it was going to happen. And oh, God. Yes, sir. So Fran was my first taste of the Metcon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So, yeah, what a taste. I mean, how, <laughs> let's talk about it. So- uh, the barbell was my friend, didn't have any, any trepidations about the gymnastics. So I thought, man, easy peasy, one, two, three, easy. I was wrong. Very wrong. I was, I was so wrong. I spent the next 15 minutes gathering myself yeah. on the floor yeah. in the training 15 space. 15 minutes is a pretty good time. That's pretty good recovery. I mean, I listen. I've seen people laid out for 30. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of miss I feel like that's something we've lost if we get to be two old men for a second <laughs> yeah yeah you don't hear about the Fran exposure anymore right like hey it was your introduction to CrossFit oh I told my friend CrossFit was shit and so he said do Fran and then I got smoked like, and I was roasted <laughs> there's a lot of like the HQ staff there's a lot of main personalities in the space that their story is I was talking shit to my buddy yeah and then he said okay bud do do this 21 50 it's simple yeah. he said it's easy yeah and then i was laid out didn't yeah. know why yeah. i got in the round of 15 and couldn't move I or, don't know or i got all the way through it and then i died you yeah know, why is are, of course if you have look if you have a capacity you have capacity you, right, and, and, right. and you can get through it um it's very exciting <laughs> i 
actually, I had one story. I have uh, an athlete who I believe has made it to the games through the Asia region in the past. His name's Tanner Shuck. Still doing well in, in personal fitness. Follow him. I don't know what his handles are. We are not close. But he was a rice football player. Uh-huh. Came to 1525 for his, like, we did a like, on-ramp class. Like yeah. a Saturday class and a Monday night class. Okay. Came. And if you did that, you had a free week. So he came to that class. Chris Jensen, who is actually Grindhouse Barbell. Oh, right. Um, or at least was. I believe he's still out there at Grindhouse Barbell. He was – he and I were – he was coaching the most coach at classes. And I was the manager. And so we were hanging out. Tanner gets done with it because, like, the workout for the on-ramp was, like, PVC stuff. Like, yeah. It's not meant to be a workout. No, 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 no. no, I'm sorry. We did baseline. 500-meter row. Okay. 40 air squats. Yeah. 30 sit-ups, 20 push-ups, 10 ring rows. I think that was just for time. A little like, intro. Just a little baseline workout. <clears throat> so Tanner does that, like. And then he's kind of hanging out for like, what else you got? And so like Chris has him do something else and it, nothing. So then we have him do Fran. Oh, okay. Chris is like, hey, I think Chris even at like, I'm making him do Fran. You think that's all right? Like, <laughs> what do you, what do you think? What let's do, you do think? it. Tanner does it. It wasn't like a sub three, but it was like a three. Right. And again, never doesn't know what any of this stuff is. No. At least allegedly. I mean, maybe he was toying <laughs> with You think us. he was really toying with Smokes it. Yeah. And then still stands there and it's like. What else? What else? It's the only only time I've ever seen it. I've always said, like, I've had, when I was at District H, I would have people that completed the two weeks before they'd done the Woodlands Ironman Mm -hmm. triathlon. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be like, well, I know I'm in shape, but, you know, I just want to change things up. I'm like, change it up. It's a different shape. Okay. What you just did is amazing. It's amazing. And I think people tend to disparage things that are not what they do. Like, so another crowd's like, oh, triathlons are bullshit. No. No, no, no. That's incredible. And Ironman is incredible. But it's very different. Different. And like they're dead on the floor in 10 minutes. I'm you like, got it. What happened? What happened? You, you, you said you're in shape. Poke them with um, a stick. So I've, I've just, I've never had someone walk in and just be able to smash, Fran specifically, yeah. uh, but CrossFit in general. And so I wish, I think Girl Wads in general are going away. When I say Girl Wad, you don't hear even benchmark workouts like yeah. the, the original benchmarks. You don't yeah. see people doing Kelly more. Five rounds for time, 400 meter run, 30 wall ball, uh, 30 box jumps, 30 wall balls. Right. Maybe it's because that's a lot, and it seems irresponsible in the middle of it. You're like, why am I jumping this many times? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It, that's that's very very interesting. Uh, other thing I wanted to ask, and, and again, perhaps you for this one, but you do have a, a wife who is a nine times games athlete, and that's and I mean the games have only been on since 2008. Correct. Right. So there's only been 13 or 14 years of games. Here we go. And she's been to nine of them. Nine. And she didn't even start till best case, 2011. Like, 2011. She didn't even start CrossFit. Correct. Until 2011. Correct. So really, if we say 2012 through... Have we had the RS21 yet? No, we have not. Not yet. No, yes. This is November. Yes. I don't know what happened. The last two years, I don't know if there's been games or not. But we're going to say yes. So she's had 10 opportunities. Yes. And she's been nine times. Correct. That's insane. Yeah. So... What, which one, because the games have also changed. They've changed in programming, but they've also changed in location. Correct. So which one was your favorite? As, and, and I, I said, can I introduce you as your wife's bag man? And we'll <laughs> see if we can find man. the photo. But there is literally a photo of him carrying what's got to be four bags. At least. Strapped to every appendage, including his forehead. <laughs> so as your wife's bag man, which was the most enjoyable for you, be it because she was awesome or be it because the environment was awesome? I don't know. Which least stressful for you? She needed the least number of things while she was there. Which one was your favorite? Uh, 2015 has to be one of my favorite years to uh, watch her compete. Um, and I say 2015. That was the, the first year that she won at the Games. And it was 
very monumental. I'll use that word simply because we had gone 2014 and she took a seventh uh, in the finish. And if you know my wife, you know that that doesn't really set well with her. So uh, going back to the drawing board after 14, made some adjustments to our programming, uh, really got into the nuances of what I saw the year prior on uh, 2014 uh, and said, let me see if I can't do a little around the corner peeking to see if we can't line things up uh, for a better showing the following year. And so sure enough, we went to California and she took on an approach that she was just going to have fun with it. And so that was kind of the, the mantra going into her training for that 15 season was we're just gonna have fun with it we're gonna implement some things here we're gonna tweak some things there but we're just gonna have fun with it and so sure enough when she got to the games that year she had a different vibe about her and watching her compete through that whole series it was as if the CrossFit gods were smiling on her because it seemed like each and every workout was in her wheelhouse so as we round out the week uh, getting into the last days of competition, uh, she has created a cushion of about 50 points. And that's just Which is incredible. Which absolutely. Is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And it wasn't until the last event that um, one of my buddies that was there had done some, you know, CrossFit math and said, hey, she just needs to, or she only has to beat one person in this last event and you know it, it's a deal sealer and sure enough she got through her muscle ups got through her work crossed the finish line and that was epic just absolute epic uh, incredible. there is a picture out there <clears throat> excuse me of her the moment that she crosses the finish line and you can truly see the true jubilation in her face uh that was all the hard work all the dedication coming together, culminating in that one moment was just absolutely brilliant. So yeah, 2015, probably one of my was best. Was that still LA or Home Depot Center? That was correct. That's uh, the Carson, Carson, Carson California. California. Absolutely. Okay, that's very, very exciting. Um, okay, now this question I, I get to know from all my coaches. I think I know your answer because I've taken you once, but we only went once. Favorite coffee? Favorite morning coffee? Favorite morning coffee is uh, Cafe Mocha No Whip. Yeah, there we go. So <laughs> if you ever want to get on your coach's good side, because he's here at 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. and 8.30 a.m., you can always bring him a Cafe Mocha No Whip. No okay. Whip. So, um, okay, we are at 40 minutes. I think that is very long, so let's wrap up there. We will be back. Our goal is to, to sit down each week on Thursdays. Um, this was kind of a rough draft because for all we know, that's not even recording. <laughs> I have no idea. This is going to get erased. <laughs> Who knows? And so we didn't want to put the stakes too high on day one. Um, but in the future, the goal will be to have a topic that we unpack. Uh, what I would like to do is kind of pull from his experience and just get different perspectives. Because from my perspective, I feel very isolated in this industry. I don't have a lot of conversations that even what we just had, like talking fun, like having fun talking about these things. Absolutely. I wish... It happened more, man, but not a, 
not a lot of people enjoy or have the time to be fair to talk about this stuff. And so we're going to create that opportunity. And then, of course, we'll be community specific and we'll keep you updated on all things Black Label, Black Wolf, classes, CrossFit. Um, so for now, remember, holiday liftoff here at Black Wolf uh, is going to be November 27th. It is $30 to register. We are doing a toy drive for the Houston Children's Charity. Uh, and so bring a toy or bring some toys by for those kids. They deserve to have a great holiday season. Absolutely if fantastic you any charity. questions, concerns, doubts, trepidations about lifting, Whatever. do not hesitate to reach out, okay? Um, I love putting you in a position to succeed, and I will never put you in a position to, uh, yeah, to fail, to feel uh, unprepared, to feel as if you don't belong. That, that doesn't benefit me or you. Will would love to, to help you get a better understanding of what's to come. Like I said, I totally empathize with wanting to know as many details as we can. And so Will would love to help you out with that. Kate is always here to chat. Kirby's helping a ton with this. And so you have a great support group here that would help uh, you understand whether it's a good fit for you. And, you know, and if it's not, we're going to tell you. Like if you've never snatched, I don't know that you should – Pull your first snatch on that Saturday, you know? I mean, if you're the type, that's great. We'll cheer you on. Bring it on. Nobody's going to boo you, okay? But, we'll you know. get booed. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will guide you. Uh, we will not lead you astray. So uh, look forward to these every week. Will, thanks for sitting down. Thank you for having me. This has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being such a good personality around these athletes they, they greatly appreciate your energy bright and early dark and early <laughs> is not bright at 5 a.m not at all um but yeah all right we will be back i will say that one more time thank you for listening or watching or whatever we end up doing if this makes it to the internet in any form and i hope you have a fabulous rest of your week we will see you next week stay strong